This is the FBCG Live Podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Today's message is titled, The Purpose Series, Part 4, Sifting. During the sifting process, there are things, people, and habits that have to go. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. I'm in a series on the, on the purpose. We're, this is, today is part four of the series on purpose. Um, and we're, gonna, we're going to uh, take today and talk about this thing. Luke chapter 22 is where I want you to turn your Bibles to. Luke chapter 22. In, verse, in part one, we talked about your purpose and you being able to recognize that you have a destiny that God created you for a reason. You're not just an accident. You're not the result of just an encounter between your mother and your father. God had a divine purpose for creating you. And ultimately that purpose is to put, for God is to put you on display. God wants to put you on blast. He wants to cause your life to be lit. Is that the right word, young people, lit? I don't know if I'm saying it right, but you know, I'm just lit. Is that it? Okay. He wants to blow you up. He wants, you, he wants your life to be such that you will give him the glory. Then we talked about um, how you identify your purpose, how to know when God has called you. How do you know what it is that God has created you to do? Then we talked about the fact that the devil wants to destroy you. Uh, we spent a, a whole bunch of time last week talking about that the enemy's ultimate desire is to keep you from reaching your destiny. The devil knows more about the threat that you represent to his kingdom. When it's all said and done, the battle is about whether you're going to be advancing your God's kingdom or the devil's kingdom. And you are advancing one or the other. The question is, whose kingdom are you going to advance? And the devil wants you to advance his kingdom. And so he wants to destroy you. And as a matter of fact, I talked last week about the fact that you represent such a threat to the enemy's kingdom that he has called you out by name. He's called your name. He's put your name on blast. He, he's, he's declared and, 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 and stated that he wants to get you defeated and frustrated and he wants to destroy you. But somebody needs to know that the devil cannot do you any harm. Should have got a few more amens than that. Maybe I need to just talk about that for just a moment because the devil may aim his guns at destroying you, but he cannot destroy you. The devil cannot destroy you. Tell your neighbor, the devil cannot destroy you. Tell him on the other side, he can try, he can do all he wants to do, he can do everything he wants to do, but he cannot destroy you. How many of you recognize today, let me just, can I talk about this for just a moment, let me talk about for a moment that before the devil can bring any drama into your life, he has to get permission from God. I wish y'all knew the scriptures. I wish y'all knew the Bible. I can tell you that the devil has to get permission. And I am persuaded and I am convinced and I know that the devil can't do anything until he gets permission. And guess what? I know God will not give him permission to do more to me than what he has given me the capacity to be able to handle. 
Y'all need to tell yourself, if, I, if it comes in my life, God already knows I can handle it. You need to tell yourself, I can handle whatever I'm going through right now. I can handle the drama. I can handle the pain, the frustration. Whatever's going on in my life today, I can handle it. Tell your neighbor, you can handle it. You can handle it. Say it boldly. Say it with fervor. Say it with passion. Say it with fire. I, you can handle it. In chapter 22, chapter 22 of Luke, verse 31 and 32, it says this. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brother, your brethren. I love this passage. I, 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 I want to talk to you. I'm focusing on one thing today. Matter of fact, I don't have no, no points today. Look at your neighbor. Ain't no points. This is a narrative message. So whatever God says to you while I'm preaching, write that down. Don't wait for no point to come up on the screen. Ain't no points coming. I mean, I'm going to make several points, but they're not delineated. I got one thing I want to talk about today, and that's from this verse right here, verse number 31, where it says that the devil has asked for you, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. I want to just center this whole message around the whole sifting process. Some of you need to understand that sifting is a part of the journey. Sifting, sifting, sifting. You got to go through some sifting. Some people, I know you don't like it. I know you don't want it. If we had the choice or the opportunity, we would avoid challenges. We would avoid, we would escape. We would work it out somehow that we wouldn't have to go through some things. But I have learned during the course of my life that in order for you to get where God's taking you, you have to go through some sifting. You, you have to go through something. Some, you got to go through the sifting process. Somebody holler back, say sifting, say sifting, sifting. I want to talk to you about sifting. I'm not going to preach long. I promise I'll be done by 3 o'clock this afternoon, 3.30 at the latest. But I just, I want to just spend some time and make you aware. You say, I've discovered in the course of my life and all of the things that God has opened up for me and all of the doors that he's opened for me and all of the places that I've gone. I've traveled the world. I've preached before famous people. I've done, God has allowed me to go through some, some uh, achieve some rather significant things that I never thought in my life that I would ever achieve. I never thought I would be the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Glenarden. I never thought that that would be the thing that God would open up that door. But here I is, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I, I never dreamed that I would be the chairman of the board of the National Association of Evangelicals representing 45,000 churches around the United States of America. I never dreamed, I never dreamed. I never dreamed that I would be the president of the converged denomination, the denomination that our church is a part of. I is the president of converged. 
I never thought that I would be the chaplain for the Washington Wizards, uh, the basketball team, NBA team, basketball team. I'm, I'm not that anymore, but that's what I did for about 10 years. They never won anything, but I was the chaplain for <laughs> preaching and teaching millionaires and talking to these NBA players. I never thought that I would achieve and travel the world. I've preached to presidents and senators and, and, and doctors and lawyers and teachers. I never thought that people would crowd into this church Sunday after Sunday just to hear me preach. I never thought that would be the thing that I would achieve. I, I have accomplished some things that I never thought would ever accomplish in my life. But let me say to you, there are some people in this building that God's got even greater things in store for your life. You're about to go some places that you never thought you would be able to go. You're about to do some things that you never dreamed or imagined would happen. God is about to open some doors for you and anoint you and gift you and empower you and take you to places that you never dreamed you would go. Go on and preach, Pastor. I'm doing the best that I can. I prophesy over you. I declare over you. I preach over you. I say it over you. You're going somewhere. It may not seem like it right now. It might seem like you're going around in circles. It might seem like you're never going to achieve anything. But let me declare to you today, you are going somewhere. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. Did y'all tell him? Do you believe it? And before every situation in my life where I had a major advancement, some drama showed up. Here's what I got to do. You know, I'm, I'm telling you about your purpose, and it'd be great for me just to tell you you got purpose and walk away. That'd be great, except for some of you are going to hit some, some troubles and some challenges, and you're going to get frustrated, and you're going to quit. You're going to walk away, and you're going to stop. But it's my assignment as a good pastor, and I is a good pastor. It's my assignment as your pastor is to prepare you for the drama that's about to show up in your life. It's my assignment to prepare you so that when you face it, you will be able to handle it, that you, you'll be able to know it goes with the territory. Before every significant advancement in my life, something, something happened. Something showed up. It's called sifting. It's a sifting process. Everybody who's going anywhere, who has any kind of a purpose or an assignment on their life, must go through a sifting process. I know you don't want it. I know you don't like it. I know you want to escape it. I know you want it to somehow let it pass you by, but you can't escape it. Sifting. What is the sifting process, Pastor? I'm glad you asked the question. When a farmer is harvesting his wheat, he must take the wheat through a sifting process. 
And here's how the sifting process works. See, they harvest, they gather, they, they gather all of the wheat. And as the wheat grows, there is something around uh, the, the, the wheat called chaff or tares that is a, a shell around the wheat. It's there for a purpose. It protects the wheat during its development stages. But once the wheat matures and is good for its purposes, the chaff is no longer necessary. Therefore, it must be discarded. It actually, once it reaches that stage in its life, in its growth, in its development, once the wheat matures, the shaft gets thrown away, gets eliminated. And so the, the harvester, the farmer, must gather the wheat and separate the wheat from the shaft. And the way that's done is through the sifting process. Have I lost you yet? It's 14 minutes after 12, I'm halfway through the sermon. I'm halfway through the introduction of the sermon. And so the, 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 the farmer, the harvester, takes the wheat, puts it on a, a sifter. It's a, it's, a, it's a tray with some holes in it. And the wheat and the shaft all together gets put onto the sifter and then the sifter gets agitated. It, it produces agitation. It's shaking and shaking and shaking and as it shakes, the shaft gets separated from the wheat. And it's a shaking and a shaking, and then they toss it all up in the air, and the wind blows away the shaft, but the wheat comes back to the sifter. Here's my whole message in a nutshell. There's some things and some people and some things in your life that God don't need in your life no more. That it served a purpose for a time, but for you to go where God wants you to go, it got to go. Ooh, it was all right for a minute, but there's some things you got to get rid of. There's some people that were okay for a while, but you got to let them go. You got to be willing to tell them you can't go where I'm going. You, I got a call on my life and I got an assignment and I've got a destiny and you cannot go where I am going. The reason some of you have not been able to get to your destiny is because you're not willing to let some stuff go. God puts you in a sifter, but you keep holding on to the, to the shaft and the tears. You keep trying to drag them along with you. There's some people you gotta let them go. Let me let that sink in for a minute. You got to let it go. And you get agitated. 
you get you go through some trials some tribulations you get rejected talked about criticized lied on cheated mistreated it's sifting it's shaking you it's irritating you it's bothering you <laughs> it frustrates you but it's a part of the journey look at your neighbor say it's a part of the journey y'all didn't tell them I mean tell them show enough it's a part of the journey it's, it's a part of what you of, of, all, of the whole thing you gotta go through it it's a part of the whole process it's a part of the process The shaft gets blown away. Some people get blown out of your life. Some people get taken out of your life. Some stuff gets taken out of your life. You got fired because God had a better job in store for you. You got let go because God has something else in your future. Y'all know what I've learned? I've learned through the course of my life when drama comes in my life, when something comes up in my life, I don't get frustrated, I don't cry, I don't get bothered, I don't get worried, I get excited. I say, God, I don't know what's next, but I know you got something great coming down the pike. And you know what I discovered? The tougher the battle, the greater the victory. The harder the trial, the greater the victory. Y'all out here what I'm saying to you today. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell somebody today to lift up your heads, all ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. The king of glory is about to come in. The king of glory is about to open up a door. The king of glory is about to take you somewhere. Stop crying. Stop moping. Stop complaining. Stop doing all of that and say, God, I thank you for where you are about to take me. I feel a shout down in my sanctified soul. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm trying to tell somebody to get excited because God's got a future in store for you. God's got a promise in store for you. God's got victory in store for you. That devil des desires to sift you like wheat. Now, why, why is he trying, what is he trying to do? Ooh, I feel excited. Somebody, somebody about to get up and run around this building right now. The devil, let me, back up, back up, back up, Pastor. Let me take my time. Somebody say, take your time, Pastor. Back in the book of Job, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. After I make this point, y'all can stand up for the rest of the service. Because I need to see the faces of people who this is for. Job, I'm, this my, I'm almost finished. 
One person said, take your time. Y'all say, yeah, we're going to be here till 3 o'clock, Pastor, 3.30. Go on, take all day. The devil came to Job, came to God, and God said, did you check out my boy Job? And the devil said, oh, yeah, I saw Job. He, he worships you because you got a hedge around him. And then, and then the devil said this, if, if you take the hedge from around him, I will make him curse you to your face. God said, this is exciting to me. I, should, I probably should have preached from this passage. But God said, I'm going to take the hedge from around him, except for you just can't do no harm to him. Let me just throw this in for free. The devil has a limit of how bad and how much he can hurt you. Y'all be excited that God has put some boundaries on what the devil can do to you. And God never allows any more on you than you can handle. But thanks be to God, he put a boundary. Somebody said there's a boundary on it. And so, and so, uh, Job lost his 10 children, all killed in one day. All his children got killed in one day. Lost his riches, all his crop got killed or stolen or taken away. He got sick from the top of his head. He got boils and stuff all over his body. Job went through some hell, but then Job, you know what? The devil thought he was going to curse God and deny God. But Job said, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's who you are. You are a person that said, I done lost a lot of stuff, some stuff done come in my life, but the God I serve is still worthy to be praised. He's still worthy to be shouted. I still give him the glory. I still give him a shout. I still give him thanks. I still praise his name. I'm looking for some people that are mature enough to say even though all hell has breaking loose, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'll magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I'm looking for some people willing to give God a praise. My God. My God, my God. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. Sifting, listen, sifting, the fact that you're being sifted is a sign that you have reached a level of maturity. Because if you couldn't handle it, God wouldn't allow it to come in your life in the first place. I need y'all to get that. I need you to understand that. That the fact that it's come in your life, God knows you can handle it. And when you give God praise in the midst of your sifting, you're telling the devil, I still believe God. 
I know he gonna make a way out of nowhere. I know he didn't bring me this far to abandon me. I know when it's all said and done, I'm going to win. Hallelujah. Somebody help me give God praise and give him a shout. Hallelujah. Man, he's worthy to be praised. Worthy to be glorified. I sense the glory of God in the building today. Hallelujah. Somebody might be here today. You don't sense God. You don't feel God here. You don't, you don't, you, you don't recognize him. That might be because you don't have a relationship with him. It might be because you don't know him. You haven't met him. I want you to meet Jesus. You know what he does? He forgives us of our sins. That's a huge thing he does for us. He forgives us of our sins. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. The devil may ask for you, but he cannot have you. God has put a shield around you. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.